School PR professionals spend a week or two each year networking, if they're lucky. We pour into this professional development and the conversations drive us in our work. Collaboration is one of the best parts of our job, but then we go back to our daily work and the buzz of bright conversations and innovation starts to wear off. Welcome to School PR Happy Hour. We seek to create a shared space of collaboration and an opportunity to continue those conversations long after the closing sessions of our state and national conferences. We are a community, a community of communicators that lean on each other in hard times and learn from each other regularly. This podcast is about just that, getting to know each other better and sharing our passions about furthering education one story at a time. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of School PR Happy Hour. I'm excited for today's guest, who's a friend of the show, multiple-time guest, friend of School PR, and lately I've just been seeing her everywhere across the country sharing her knowledge and tips and helping everybody out. The cool thing about today's guest is she's getting to add a new title to her tagline. Today we're going to talk to Andrea Gribble about her new book. We're also going to talk about wrapping the school year up and some social media tips around that, but also even already preparing for the next school year. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with my friend and your friend, Andrea Gribble. We're glad you're here. Hello, this is Dr. Jill from Class Intercom, and we're honored to once again be the official sponsor of School PR Happy Hour. I spent 30 years in education as a teacher and administrator, so I know the challenges schools face when it comes to social media. Class Intercom makes approvals, moderation, reporting, and archiving easy. With our support, schools and districts are able to champion student voice and tell impactful stories that engage their communities. To learn more, contact Jill at classintercom.com or visit classintercom.com. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back in for another episode of School PR Happy Hour. Today's guest is a friend of the show, friend of mine, previous guest with Erin. She's, you know, everybody's favorite. We see her all over the country talking and training and telling her story. And she has a new title to add to her byline that we are going to talk a little bit about today. But uh, before we get any further, Andrea Gribble, thank you, friend, for being here. I just recently saw you at Teespra. And now here we are a couple months later chatting over the internet. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, but I'm a little disappointed you didn't wear your new Britney Spears shirt I got you. Oh, I didn't. It, I, you want me to go change? <laughs> Just <laughs> no, it, kidding, but it showed up. It will be at Inspra. It will. It, it is in the bag for Inspra um, once we get there. But yes, thank you for that because for those that don't know, I guess it was the COVID Tspra. We it was a music theme, and I showed up in a Britney Spears shirt and a denim jacket, and then I didn't bring it to this year's Tspra. So Andrea ordered one on Amazon and it was waiting at my house whenever I got home from Teespring this year. So thank you for my new shirt that I do wear. I have worn it around the house and my kid loves that, you know, it has a cuss word on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really why I ordered at at 11 o'clock at night one night when we're going out. But, you know, you got to be careful what stories you tell me because Amazon ships direct and you just never know what shows up. Well, let's get right into this new title that you have. Um, you know, every episode we always ask our guests, tell us how you got to where you're at and in your journey into your school PR life. And you've told us that story before, but the new title is writer. So talk to me about the journey of writing a book. I live with an English teacher who wants to write a book. I've thought about it, but words are tough. I speak better. Um, talk to me about this journey you've been on and where we're at today. We've just launched and kind of what, what, what's it looking like? 
Yeah. Well, I've always like wanted to write a book. And I think like you, like you just think, oh, I want to write a book. Um, lucky for me, over the last nine years since I started this business, I've shared a lot of blogs and podcasts and webinars and cheat sheets and all of that. Um, and this book really culminates a lot of what I've been sharing over the past nine years since I've been on this journey, but I was always really overwhelmed. So my number one tip, Justin, is, uh, and I self-published, so I did not ask, um, you know, I didn't ask a company to sponsor me and, and approve my topic or anything like that. I just self-published it. And I went with somebody that's very experienced in that. And uh, if you look at this book and look inside of it, uh, you would not guess it's self-published because it is beautiful. It's got great takeouts, case studies, and, and little breakouts, uh, all of that. Um, but it was a difficult decision to make to get into it because I was really overwhelmed. Um, it's like, oh my gosh, a, a book, and it ended up to be a 20-chapter book. Um, so first I picked um, a great partner, um, so an editor that also helps assemble content. Now, she has ghostwritten things. She did not ghostwrite this. Basically, the first step was, let's get down an outline of what we think every chapter would cover. And so we did that about a little over a year ago. So um, from when we first kind of sat down to when the book was published was probably 14 months. Um, and it also helped Justin that uh, the gal I worked with, Michelle Rayburn, she's out of Mission Media. Um, she actually lives 10 minutes from me. She was my daughter's uh, piano teacher. And uh, she's actually a, a mom of two of the awesome educators that we have at New Auburn, which is the school I get to celebrate every day. So it's a really small world, small town, you know? Well, awesome. Well, I'm sitting here looking at, uh, you know, the Amazon link to just kind of, you can scroll through and see some of the the reviews you've gotten in here and some of the names. I mean, you really put this thing out to a powerhouse of folks to look at before it ever hit press because you wanted to make sure... I'm sure that it was, you know, useful, helpful, and it's what we needed as school PR folks. So talk to me about like just kind of what what was your approach with this book? What's the topics we're talking about? What are we looking at inside of it? What can, what is there to gain if I bought this, went through it with my team at my my district? Um, you know, I'm just seeing names like Christy McGee, who's been on the podcast this year. Jason Wheeler had him multiple times. Jamie Brace met her last week. Jamie, if you're listening, I know we met at Inspur, but we met again at OKSPR last week when I was there. Um, it's just, it seems like you, you really went and made sure that before this thing hit a printer, that it was looked at by people who understood and knew that this purpose was, the purpose of this was going to be fulfilled. Absolutely. I think that was one of my biggest fears because I, I mean, imagine that we're type A personality, right? Like we like to be organized. We, we, we want things we put out to be awesome uh, and, and almost perfect. It's not perfect because we can't be perfect in this world. Uh, but I'm really proud of what we put out. And the, the, the cool thing about like some of the names that you mentioned, uh, Jason Wheeler and Christy McGee, I mean, those are stories that show up inside the book. I did not get to where I'm at in my understanding of social media by myself. I have surrounded myself with amazing people like you, like Julie, like Aaron's in the book. I don't think somehow, Justin, I don't know why you weren't in the book, but I've featured you before in podcast episodes and blogs and all of that. And so um, I think what I'm most proud of is this isn't just a book written from my lens. 
it's written from school communicators across the country where every chapter starts with a case study of an actual school that's putting the topic, you know, into practice. And the, the 20 chapters are really broken down into five sections. Um, first, we go through systems because without a system, you can't consistently tell a story. Then we go into branding, right? And branding is so important, uh, not only the logo, but it, the voice and, you know, all of that. Then we really, um, I dive into storytelling techniques of how to really tell those stories. Then we dive into some best practices and we finish with professional development, which by the way, is this like free podcasts are totally professional mm -hmm. development. And when I started in the, this space, that's all I could afford was free professional development. But I talk a lot in that chapter about, you know, kind of avoiding burnout and surrounding yourself with great people. Um, and Spra, which we're all both uh, members of and has been so good to me because it's allowed me to meet people like you. Um, so it really uh, does a great job with action-oriented steps with each chapter. And I even have a nice free workbook that you can download to actually help you take action because I am huge on like learning is awesome. But if it's not making you better and with my book, it's if it's not making your storytelling better, engaging more students, more community members, more parents, more staff, then I've failed. Like it's not worth it. So I want people to be able to take action uh, with the advice that I give in the book. Well, first off, if you write a sequel, I'll be on the cover. How's that? Yes. Sound? I'll just be with your, your cover Britney model. Shirt. Yes, exactly. That's how we'll do that. We'll get me on the cover of the book on the next one. But first off, like you talk about PD and the, the podcast and you know, your podcast, school PR happy hour, the other school PR podcasts out there, they are free. They are professional development. And what I love about the way our community and, and you, you showcase this very well. You promote our show. We promote your show. We all promote each other's show. Cause we all are, I mean, if we sat back and looked at it, a lot of us are talking to the same people, Yeah, <laughs> but we're having different conversations. So you may have a conversation with Jason that I didn't have a conversation with Jason about. And we could, I mean, I just appreciate the fact that in the podcast world and in general, like it's usually competitive and here it's like, no, this was a really good uh, session. Go listen to this. Like Justin had a great guest. Andrea had a great guest. Ryan had a great guest on his podcast. So thank you for being someone who does that and shares this stuff. And, and in my new role where I'm dealing with multiple districts, as opposed to just my one solo district, I can't tell you how many times in just kickoff calls or in, you know, strategy calls that we have that it just pops up. Yeah, we got this off Andrea's website and we've been using it. So it's working. People are seeing what you're doing. People are loving it. I already know there's one of our clients that was like, we just put in an order for five. We all want one. So their social media team can work together. So thank you for taking everything in your brain and putting it into this book for our school PR folks to, uh, to dive into and learn more about. But was there anything new that you learned going through this process as far as communications, writing, anything like that. Like if you looked and said, man, didn't think about that till I wrote a 20 page or 20 chapter book. How did that, what would, what would be something like that? Well, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about myself because I, I, people might not believe this, Justin, but things freak me out just the same as they do everybody listening, right? Like things scare me. Um, I kind of went actually through a major anxiety, like depression part when I was writing this book. And that was really challenging. Um, I was very, very busy. 
and I had to kind of compartmentalize when I was going to work on this book um, because yes, I did have help, but there was, I mean, ultimately my name's on it. Right. And I'm, right. I'm uh, uh, providing a lot of things and making sure everything jives together and we're changing orders around uh, of how things are going to show up. Um, so it, it was very, uh, I guess, eye opening to how much work really went in because I was like, there's no way I'm going to write another book. And then Justin, it's kind of, you wouldn't get this, but your wife would. Um, but you know, it's after you have a baby, you're like, I'm never doing that again. And then, you know, you're like, Oh, this baby is so cute. I'm going to, you know, have another one. And now I want to write another book. Um, you forget about all the stuff that happened early in the childhood when you're like, man, this was not fun. And then magically, Another, we're not, we, we are, we're good. We're having one. Right. And you know, Katie can write one book. Right. And, and she's, and she's awesome. Well, I quit, I quit uh half marathons cold Turkey. I only ran one and didn't get addicted to that. But, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it really was powerful to be able to put something together like this that I knew is going to help so many people. I mean, you and I know there's only so much you can talk about in one podcast episode right. or or one webinar, or one NSPRA presentation, I really felt like I needed to bring all of this nine years together uh, in a logical way that was really going to help the school communicators out there. And I feel like I did it. Um, the surprising things are just like, you know, every time you use a name, like you have to get approval from them on what they're writing. So there was that whole process, which I got help with from my team, just laying it out on the pages um, and, and making sure how it's going to flow that way. I mean, there's just a lot to it. Again, I got help with that. So there, I obviously paid, uh, um, you know, money for, for that. I know everybody doesn't have that option, um, but getting the help with a pro uh, from a professional um, was you know, much easier than me trying to figure it all out on my own. Yeah. And it's, it's just a, it's an unknown. I mean, you're, you, you've made podcasts, you have, you, you have a web, you have a company, you have your website, you have your presentations. It's things, you, you know, after a while, this podcasting thing literally turns into, Hey, let's just turn on and have a conversation. Right. But that first podcast was nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to stutter? My word is awesome. If you haven't figured out in four seasons, I say awesome after just about every sentence and I cut most of them out. So, um, that's awesome anyways. Uh, but that first one you do is so nerve wracking and so worrisome. And you're like, yeah, you kind of have to be a little bit vulnerable and let yourself just kind of mess up. But now that you've seen it, it's like, I can see what you're saying. Like, I wrote a book. That's pretty awesome. I'm holding the book I wrote in my hand and I kind of want to keep doing that. And that's kind of how school PR happy hour got to season four. That's how you got to year nine. And that's how your book got into however many hands it's been sold to and all these people that are writing reviews. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I just think, you know, it's, I've been on this journey with actually writing the book, physical copy and, and organizing it all in the last 14 months, but it really did take nine years. And it's because I took at, at the beginning of my business, I was writing a blog every week. Yep. So you do that 52 times over four years. That's a lot of articles that you've written. Um, you know, my next book that I want to write is more about my story. Um, and I'm thinking my favorite thing to do is a podcast. So I'm going to start a podcast where, again, I talk to people about the topic that I want to cover in the book in addition to my story. 
And then the um, gal that helped me, Michelle, she pulled from that content and then was able to morph into some of the content that went in the book. And then, of course, I had final review and, you know, a lot of work that way of organizing it all. But content, we say content is king, right? right? And so if you have a passion, if you're listening to this, I was just talking to somebody in Indiana and they're like, I really love flowers. Like I could see myself. So, and I'm like, what about starting a podcast where you just talk about flowers or you start blogging a little bit about flowers and then all of a sudden you just never know where that's going to lead, even if it's not to money right away, which for me it had to because I got laid off from my job and I have six kids and, you know, we got to take care of them. Uh, so I had to make some money. But if you don't have to and it's just a pastime, it's a passion, um, you never know what that's going to turn into. So, Well, I think you said something there um that, I mean, I've all, and I think you knew this, I've always had a podcast idea in the back of my head about being a dad, especially being a girl dad. Um, and I've talked about it on this podcast multiple times and have yet to launch it, I think. And I know there's people out there that will text me after they listen to this and say, why haven't you? Because we've talked about it for three years, but that's, it's another one of those scary things. Like I think, you know, I'm, I'm just a dad of Kinley. I don't know if I'm a good one, but I'm good for her. And I don't know that anybody wants to know about it. So it's, it's, a, it's a big step. And if you're passionate about it, I do agree, take a step into it. For most in school PR, you're either currently in referendum or bond election season, or you are beginning to prep for your next one. The ever-changing landscape of social media is making that process a bit more difficult. So the team at CISO put our heads together and came up with a few referendum meta advertising tips. My name is Kristen Kelly, and I'm a communication strategist at CISO Communications. This is your CISO top tip for this episode. As we know, Meta frequently changes the process for these types of ads, so we are using the most current information from the company as of April 2023. These pertain to Facebook and Instagram. It's not as simple as it used to be to promote posts on your upcoming election. Advertisers who want to create or edit ads about social issues, elections, or politics in the United States will need to go through the authorization process and place paid-for-by disclaimers on ads. This includes candidate ads, election ads, social issues, or anything deemed political advertising. You will need to provide Meta with information about your organization paying for the bond levy ads. This information may include an employer identification number, EIN, website, email address, and or street address. Disclaimers are typically reviewed within 24 hours. Due to the time it takes for Meta to authorize ads about social issues, elections, or politics, please ensure your ad is uploaded and ready to go at least five days before ads are expected to run. The referendum process for communications teams can be a bit overwhelming. At CISO, we partner with districts to strategically approach their election communications. If your district is interested in learning more about how we can work together, we would love to connect with you. Visit thecso.com and connect with us. You can also follow us on our social channels at CISOcoms. Let us help you rethink possible. But you also said content is king, and I know that's what we work in on a daily basis. And we're in that part of year, the part of the year for, for education and for school PR folks where everything is busy, recognitions are going on, graduations are around the corner. We are super busy, but we still have to tell the stories. So if you're looking at, you know, here we are, April 25th recording this, we've got about a month left of school here in Texas. Um, what kind of content 
and what kind of celebrations are you looking at and seeing and th- seeing like, man, that is cool. What kind of stuff are you seeing on, on social media that would be a great thing to share with folks as they head into that end of year time? Yeah, it is. It's like April, May, June is all kind of one month because it's really overwhelming. Um, just sit back, realize that, hey, I, I, I need to get these stories. I can't be everywhere. I think uh, one of the big tricks to getting good content is building that army of storytellers so you're not the only one out there. Um, I've seen, you know, right now we're starting to see retirees be, um, celebrated, whether that's, uh, you know, a picture when they first started and a picture now and, and some fun stories or just a, a shout out to retirees, you know, certainly scholarships and senior plans, whether kids are going into, uh, the workplace or the military or college, you know, whatever they're deciding to do, um, to be able to share some of those stories. And if you're with a really big school, which again, I'm not right. We have 28 seniors, so I can celebrate all of them on social media If you're from a big district, identify a couple of those stories that you could tell. And if you don't know, talk to the counselor, talk to the principal at those high schools and say, we really want to elevate a story of a graduate. And gosh, you're going to have someone that was, you know, from an immigrant family and English was their second language. But gosh, the teachers just grabbed onto that student and helped them through Um, I get goosebumps when I just think about those (laughs) stories because every school has them. It's just a matter of finding them. Um, Again, you might be a little bit overwhelmed right now, but talk to the right people. That could be a video, but it could also just be a picture with, you know, some a a story and maybe a longer story on your website. Um, But those things can be really valuable. The other thing is just in general staff celebrating your staff. And um, I love Throwback Thursdays. Justin, I don't know why every school doesn't do Throwback Thursdays. They're old pictures of your yearbook. But I got to tell you this. What's that? You just take take them with your phone. Yes, it's not. You're not scanning anything, you guys. We don't have to scan. (laughs) We have a scanner basically in our hand with our phone. The other day, um, a, a Thursday, a few weeks ago, I shared a picture of one of our custodians. I didn't even know his name, right? But it was a picture of the custodian. It got over 50 comments. And his name was Barney, and everybody loved Barney. Um, and there's all these stories about Barney being so helpful. The kids loved him. He came in singing to the classroom. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I want to be Barney when I get older. Like, people to remember me like that. So remember those custodial crews, whether it's Throwback Thursdays or just a staff shout-out. They get really big reach. So does the staff, uh, uh, lunch crew. And then your bus drivers. Those are three areas that, hey, if you don't have time for anything else, uh, throw something up about that on your social media page to thank those people. And I bet you'll get really good engagement. I am pushing, and I've done this in every district I've worked at and every district that I'm talking to now of doing a senior week leading up to graduation. And whether you're a small one school town with 28 seniors or you're a six high school town with 4,000 or 5,000 seniors, you can be strategic and find diverse students who are going into different paths, whether it's college, career, military, or gap year. Some kids are like, hey, I'm going to travel. And we featured story on a kid who was just going to travel, and he told his, his route, and it was huge. It was a great engagement. But then leading up to graduation on that day, for the last, since I was in Mansfield, so that's 10 years ago, every district I've worked in, we've done, hey, let's meet tonight's speakers. So at 10 o'clock, if graduation start at 7 p.m., at 10 o'clock, the salutatorian 
a 35 to 45 second profile of, hey, what's your name, what school are you going to, and who is your favorite teacher? With the simplest B-roll you could think, a kid walking down a hall, going into a class, and sitting down. And then we did, at 2 o'clock, your valedictorian, and they introduced themselves with their plans. And it's crazy how, you know, we always want to engage parents and we want to engage the community. But those posts, when those posts went out, it felt like every one of those kids' teachers showed up and was like, I taught Adam in third grade, and Adam, I am so proud of you. Go change the world. I taught Sarah in third grade, fourth grade, at blank and blank elementary, and I want you to go be awesome. I'm so proud of you. And then the parents, and then the friends, and it turns into what was probably honestly 35, 40 minutes worth of work into it just carries on through the summer. Because then we revisit it. Hey, it's about time for our seniors to leave for college that graduated last year. Let's go, you know, maybe we do a checkup with Sarah. You ready to head out? Yeah, well, here's the video from her graduation. And it's content that you can keep using. But it's engagement that I didn't expect. When we first started doing it, I was like, oh, we're going to get some community love. But I didn't expect the teachers to come out in droves and just be like, go be awesome. Go do your thing. So that was, that's one of my favorite things this time of year to do when recognizing staff, students, whoever it may be. I love it. I just want to share one more hack um, in regards to covering events, because if you are a school communicator or even if you're not, but you get, you know, not stuck with it, but you get to do like social media and stuff, it can be really overwhelming um, because you might ha want to do something live and then you want to take pictures and put them on Instagram and, and put stuff on Facebook and put stuff out on Twitter. Um, when I'm at an event, I really try to focus on stories. Um, first, Instagram stories. So I'm taking a lot of uh, vertical pictures or videos and I'm putting them into stories. And then after the event, after I get a chance to like breathe and kind of have a idea of the whole um, event that happened, then I'll go back and grab a few of those pictures and put them into a social media post on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram posts and not on stories. Um, but I think that can help give you a little bit more organization and take away a little bit of that overwhelm. And by the way, when overwhelm happens, that's when mistakes happen. Justin, I'm not sure if you've ever misspelled something on social media, but I certainly have. And uh, usually it's when you're you're rushing. And so um, it allows you to take a little bit more time. It's just that I just don't spell good. <laughs> <laughs> or well, whichever the word I'm supposed to use is. So, right. so let's fast forward a little bit. Now we've talked a little bit about this end of year and you know wrapping up and we're all looking forward to summer and we're all looking forward to vacations and looking at time off but also at the same time summer also triggers a little bit of anxiety for folks because we got to do this all over again in three months um so if you're if there's someone out there who's like man i'm going to go into this summer and i'm gonna be so prepared for 23 24 more prepared than i've ever been what would be your one of your first tips hey use your summer to do this Use your summer to get ahead by doing this. What are some of those those hacks that you've got stored in your brain and in your book there that may be good to tell people as they're heading into a new school year? Yeah, and you know we haven't had a typical school year for so many years um, that it's challenging, and I'm sure your to-do list is really high. But in regards to social media, I think the number one thing is to get out your school calendar and really look month by month and see if there's some themes, some events that you know you want to hit. Because social media is really about prioritizing. Um, you can't do necessarily everything and be everywhere and, you know, take the best pictures every at every event because you can't be there. So you've got to rely on some other people. So if you can really look at that calendar 
and pick out some of those big things. And then the other is, what can you schedule out and prepare ahead of time so that you're not so overwhelmed like, oh my gosh, I got to post something on Facebook or Instagram today. What am I going to post? Um, you know, I love Throwback Thursdays. I love like staff features. Um, I love student features. Sometimes schools are doing athletic uh, features or alumni stories. Um, they're thanking volunteers or thanking community partners. Think of those things that, you know, maybe one or two that you'd want to add to what you're going to do for the next year. Start getting the information and the pictures or whatever you'd need. And then right in Facebook, it allows you to schedule 10 weeks in advance. So when you're hitting July, I mean, you can get through August and September and you're not going to have to worry about that again until the end of the rush of the beginning of the school year. So I think that can really provide some sanity, which is part of my tagline because I'm all about keeping your sanity because social media can be really uh, crazy sometimes. Um, that, that that can give you some some structure for your storytelling. And then the foundation of storytelling is the everyday happenings of your in your district. Um, but to have some things planned out, it will really help. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the things I, I did when I was uh, in charge of social media at a district and have advised some folks to do recently is, you know, once summer does hit, get that calendar out, identify those days that aren't changing. You're still going to be off for this is Christmas break. Let's go ahead and get a look and feel for all of those. And whether it's Canva, Photoshop, whatever you're using to design, knock out two hours and knock out all of your holidays. Mm-hmm. Now you've got those in a folder. Um, when I was in one of my districts, I was responsible for posting. We were a one high school town, luckily. Every district and playoff game that our athletes played in for every sport. So track meets all the way to powerlifting meets all the way to Friday night football games, whatever. And we were very big on making sure every sport got the same coverage, had the same look and feel. So that's another thing I would do over the, over the summer is create that new cool looking look and feel of the athletic side so that by the time it's time to go, maybe I have the football schedule. I can go ahead and fill that out. And then I can, once basketball rolls around, I can fill that out, schedule it in a scheduler if I need to, but I don't have to recreate graphics every time. I just have a really good template to work off of. And that saved, you know, the first couple of years I did that, I didn't do that. I tried to, oh, every, every sport should have something cool. Well, then some sports like, wow, theirs was way cooler than ours. They like football more than they like baseball. And so I've just, I changed there and really just kind of look and feel for different campaigns where you don't have to, the creativity can be elsewhere on the day-to-day, like you said. I got all the thinking for the everyday stuff we're going to do out of the way early, and now I can be creative on that cool event that's happening at the elementary school, yeah. as opposed to how many sports events do I have to put out this week. So, Right, yeah, getting a plan that way. And then just for this summer, especially because we're in 2023, Justin, I'm going to say learn how to use AI to your advantage with writing social media posts. Uh, put that on your to-do list because if you can do that and learn how to use that tool well, it is going to help you massively increase your speed. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of thoughts and, you know, uh, morals and ethics and all of that stuff. Uh, but if we can use uh, AI, chat GPT, Canva now has magic, right? Um, if we can use that to enhance some of our writing and build more engagement, 
I think that's really powerful for us. It's, it helps us use emojis and, and hashtags and all of those things. So spend a little bit of time this summer, you know, seeing what you could incorporate to improve your efficiency um, in some of those things where it would make sense uh, so that you can spend time on some of the other things that you have to do in person, ha have to do yourself. Uh, you know, um, I think that would be time well spent. Do you agree? Oh yeah, I agree. 1000% on the AI side. Um, we did an episode a couple months about about a month ago with Ben. Yeah. It was outstanding. Uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I think there's a pretty good shot. One of the upcoming episodes you'll hear is from someone at Canva who's going to go over all these new things that they just came out with because they're ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's nuts, some of the stuff that you can do there. And then obviously, you know, as a longtime Adobe Suites loyalist, it took me a long time to be like, hey, Canva, do you? Okay, yeah, you really can. So it is okay. Um, but I think that that like you said, AIs, there's so much out there. I mean, I, I don't want to, I'll admit it here because she's probably not listening, but my wife's principal asked for a quote because she needed help with something. And I just went to chat GPT and said, give me a quote about this. And I just changed it and made it sound like she would say it. And it took me five seconds as opposed to, you know, what could have been two or three minutes max, but there's just a lot of you're okay. AI is never going to take our jobs. I don't think because we have the, the, you know, the look, feel and brand and the voice and it, but it's a great first draft and yeah. learning how to use it to eliminate the fluff and really get down to what you can do with it is going to be key for all industries that are doing what we're doing. So I think definitely dive into AI this summer, find some courses. I guarantee there's going to be something on AI at Inspra if you're going to Inspra totally. and, and you'll, you'll learn a ton of stuff. So speaking of Inspra and you know, you, you're speaking all over the place. I see you everywhere. What's on the, what's on the calendar for the next couple of months? Where, what are we going to, where are we going to see you popping up? We having some book signings that we need to know about or anything like that? Well, we're checking that out. Um, I will be at GabCon, um, which Gabbert now is part of Parent Square, but that's a big event in June. And then I'll be in St. Louis, uh, as I'm sure you will, uh, at the Ensper Conference. That's the National School Public Relations Association. Um, my team and I are doing a pre-seminar session on Saturday morning. Awesome. And uh, so it's a little bit early, but I'm telling you it's going to be valuable because we're talking all about like the meta business suite and getting your page set up properly. And we're going to go be going step by step through that. And then we're doing an awesome social media game show, Justin. It's going to be Monday afternoon at 430. Like you are not going to want to miss it because you could win prizes. Um, but we've got four different states represented talking about what's working well for them with social media and engagement. Because really, it's all about engagement. That helps you get views. So we're really going to be diving into some of the best practices um, that you can then take away and implement at your school. Um, and then, yeah, in this in this uh, fall, I'll be uh, heading out to Mospra. Um, I, I'm heading out to Ohio for an event. So um, it's crazy. I, I love it. I, I think our community, um, it's great to be able to connect over podcasts and webinars, but there's nothing like being together in person. And so now that we can be uh, in person again, it, it's been really fun to be able to reconnect with people. Absolutely. The the time in Teespur that we had, you know, as crazy as it was with the situation that Julie and I were in with planning and executing, it was still great to see in, you know, the huge snowstorm that was blowing in back home for you all as you all tried to run and get home. Um, it was great to see you and see, I'm looking forward to Inspra and just being able to reconnect in person with a lot of folks I haven't seen since DC. Like I haven't been to Inspra since DC. Like when we announced this podcast, 
<laughs> I haven't been back because of job transitions and COVID oh and all the things. I, so it, I didn't been, even realize that. Well, that's going to be awesome. Well, bring your Britney shirt. For sure. Um, I'm going to bring some other shirts too. They may have a school PR happy hour logo on them. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, That'll I'm be really it. cool. And and Justin, just thank you for doing what you do. I, I think this podcast has been so helpful for so many. And I know it's one more thing that you kind of got to take care of. But um, we are a great community. Um, we're inviting new people in all the time. Uh, you guys reach out to Justin or I on Twitter and, and tweet at us or connect because um, we want to be able to give back. I was the newbie back in 2014 and had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I have just learned so much from so many that uh, are around the country. And so we're, we're really lucky to do what we do. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Well, I don't want to let you get out of here without having a shot to tell everybody where they can go get this book and where they can get it, uh, where they can pick it up and order it so that they can get a hold of it and get into those 20 chapters. So talk a yes. little bit about how I can get up my hands on that book. Well, it's sold at Amazon, anywhere books are sold. It's also available on the Enspra store. They're giving a special discount for members. So check it out on the Enspra store. Um, or you can head over to my website. So socialschoolforedu.com slash book. Um, so that's the number four in social school for EDU. Um, there you can order uh, one copy. You also, if you order 10 or more copies, you're going to get a special discount. You're going to get a 20% discount. You order 50 or more, which believe it or not, Justin, some school districts have ordered more than 50 copies. Um, they get even a, a, a little bit better of a discount and they get a free one-on-one -on -one with me over a webinar when they're ready. And so um, that's really exciting. Harmony Public Schools in Texas got that yep. deal. Um, so that that can be uh, found on my website. Well, awesome. Well, we will uh, we'll share that link in the show notes and we'll share it in our tweets and everything like that. As always, I appreciate you for what you do and just being friends and sending me Britney Spears shirts and hanging out with me at conferences. But uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks for talking about your book. Congratulations on becoming a published writer and just thank you for everything that you do for us we appreciate you awesome thanks well there you have it another episode of school pr happy hour i want to thank andrea for joining us today and just sharing her passion and her tips and everything she has with us and i want to encourage you to head over to amazon or the inspra store or her personal website and pick up a copy of the book today read through it learn some stuff share your thoughts on it and let's uh, help a friend out as she's publishing her first book We'd love to hear from you as we wrap up season four. If there's any topics you'd like to hear in these last couple episodes, just reach out to us over on Twitter at SPR happy hour. We'd love to hear some input and thoughts and we're always, you know, thinking about what could be next. So if you have an idea, shoot it to us over there. And as always, as Aaron always says, let's go out there and be a little bit better at our jobs every day.